when it showed up. Uh, it has something to do with color twice. I don't remember why, but what I, do you mean I know that at some point they switched, uh, and it had something to do. Welcome to Geek's Corner. I'm Mr. Daps. I'm Katie. Cockroach can hold its breath for up to 40 minutes. Oh, no. Have you tested this? Not personally, no. Oh, okay. You're just like, how did they find that? How does science know? Science? Did they, like, did they, like, take a little cockroach and, like, put them in a little pool? Like, what did they do? Well, that, that means, oh, that's, 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 that's the same vein that if an ant has too much to drink, those falls in its left side. Science has taught us. But that's because of, like, fermented grapes like that's what they know but like what why do we know about cockroaches why were they in a position where they had to hold their breath for 40 minutes anyway welcome to the show i'm cameron use the hashtag geek scorner to talk mostly about cockroaches tonight okay no maddie doesn't like cockroaches don't do that to her how about talking about um pineapple pineapple megan likes pineapple and megan was our photographer for Chalk Walk. Segway. Good segue. Chalk Walk was this Sunday. It was the 28th annual Chalk Walk, and it was fantastic. It's the best reason to get to the Disneyland Resort at 4.34 in the morning, really, is when we were there. And um, We were there at, like, 3.45, waiting for yes, it to open. so we could be first in line. I think it's the first time in my life that I was the second person to walk into Disneyland. Yeah, and you walked the tram route. It was it was very exciting. Yeah. Um, talk about why do you like to walk for Chalk Walk and what do you like best about Sunday? Okay, oh. so I have opinions. Uh, I have walked for Chalk Walk for a very, very, very long time. Like since I was... 28, um, 29 years now? I was going to say, <laughs> probably since I was like six, so like two or three years ago. Yeah. Um, but it's just really awesome living in Southern California because you just meet so many people who have been affected by chalk. Um, someone in their face, one of my cousins is actually a chalk fan. You just meet people all the time who their lives have been extremely positively affected. Um, and the research they do is just incredible. Um, they opened up mental health work that Chalk Walk has helped fund, which is incredibly important. Uh, my favorite part of Sunday um, was probably just getting to be there with people that I love. Like, it's always really fun. You know, it's what makes getting up at three in the morning after getting off work at 10 o'clock at night bearable. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the worst part about going to an hospital when you're a kid is that it's a hospital. Mm -hmm. and it's scary. Uh, and it's terrifying. Uh, chalk is not that way. And I think mm -hmm. that's what I like the best about them. Uh, there's a lot more to medicine than medicine than they get that. Yeah. Which is important. Um, I liked best at, at Chalk, and I, I, I've mentioned several times, the, the water people. They hand out water to you <laughs> about halfway through, and it's the most hyped group of people over bottles you so will ever meet. Just to give you a bottle life. of water, and they're yelling at you to stay hydrated in the most excited way possible. Demanding a bit, but... It's I mean, awesome. Cool, and I think the great thing about Chalk and, and why I walk is because it's not just a hospital, it's, it's a support system, it's a family, it's a... a uh, 
they go so far above and beyond just medical care. And I think that's what shock does uh, for the kids. And uh, my favorite part of Sunday, um, I think it's actually the anticipation right before it gets started where everybody is, is still not realizing how early it is. <laughs> and there's that like bit of a craziness because it is that early. And, and you just see all of this, this excitement and energy and um, wackiness that comes from getting up that early in the morning to yes. go walk through the park. And, and I just think that brings out some of the absolute best um, of people as we're, as we're going through the park and getting started with it. And then I also always love the end of Chalk Walk when you're walking through and getting greeted by the Disneyland ambassadors usually. And there's just that really fun um, kind of everybody's like, we did it. And, and there's just this buzz that happens as you reach the end of the Chalk Walk. And that's always a really uh, fun part of the walk as well, I think. And uh, we've done it. I think I was counting right. We've done it for, we've done it for 14 years now and um, as a team. And next year we'll be even bigger, hopefully. And, and yeah. just keep plugging away to see uh how much of a difference we can make with uh chalk walk and and uh so next year make sure you're on our team make sure you uh, we're the coolest we wear a hat i think it's usually the last sunday in october or in october in august and uh, was yeah so just save that date now um and be on team daps magic next august something i don't know what the date is last august, sunday in august but that's the date you should save for us and uh we'll all walk together well because we're already looking forward to it because galaxy's edge will be open by then so who knows what the walk maybe we'll walk through like. a galaxy far far away that'd who be knows? pretty cool that's a good segue though because today uh it was uh was so good shared yeah you're on roll. roll today um that matt smith is joining the star wars cast for star wars episode nine um, you probably know him as the 11th doctor in doctor who is that correct cameron is, is that really excited about him or do you prefer him as Prince Philip in that. Technically, he's the twelfth Doctor because uh, Jonathan Hurt played the War Doctor, which makes him the twelfth. Wait, are you you saying my article is wrong? After I asked you, but he's known as the eleventh Doctor colloquially okay. because that's the War Doctor. Um, also, Matt Smith is going to be in Star Wars. People, um, this is this is like a geek. Mm. You couldn't ask for much better than that. Mm, it's gonna be so good. Okay, so Matt Smith's gonna be in Star Wars. Yes. First off, we don't know what he's gonna be in Star Wars, but according to Variety, it's gonna be a key role. Um, first question off the top of your head, is he gonna be Rebellion or First Order? First Order. First Order. That was my initial thought too. Cheekbones, man. But then as I thought more about it, he could also be, if they're gonna retcon uh, Ray's parents, he could be Mr. Ray. I don't know. She doesn't have a last name. So. It's kind of like the Pons, which is funny because that's a reference to the Pond, Mr. and Mrs. Pond. It's not my last name. <laughs> anyway, I think there's a, quite a few different things that he could be portraying in this one, and that was just something that popped into my head. was like, well... like I know it would never happen, but can you imagine if it's like two hours, 15 minutes into the movie, you know it's almost over. And the love doctor just goes running by the screen, chasing after something. Or even in the background, so, so like you really have. It to would be the it. end of the world. It'd be amazing. Oh, it would be so crazy. Actually, it'd be terrible and amazing. <laughs> oh! So, uh, if he's in the first order, since you both went first order, where do you think? Like, what do you think he becomes? Well, I've blown up would be my assumption of what most, he becomes. Most likely, um, yeah. I assume some form of officer, just. Now, I'm going entirely off of an aesthetic here. And he's, voice. He's a posh, 
British gaunt mm-hmm. bony man, and that's like the the, he could the totally, casting. He for... could rock that uniform. Well, yeah, yeah, he could. So he's going to be the commander of their new um, Death Star thing, whatever their new weapon of destruction is going to be. That's not a thing, right? I don't know. It just it's not in my head. Don't put that in the universe. <laughs> the death moon. Wait, no, we have to ask this question, though. Do you really think we can get through the third of the series without there being some major, like... Yeah, I can't. I do think so. <laughs> because there's been three of them. <laughs> they, can, they can do it. So let's make it an even four. No. No. No? Okay. No, I, I don't... no big booby gun, please. I I think it's going to be. Like, I feel like they keep having to come up with their big There was already four. They took the gun off from the eight. Dreadnought. They dragged, no, not the dreadnought. The gun on crate is Death Star tech. That is a Death Star gun. But so is the gun on the dreadnought. The big booby gun. Yeah, that destroys the the, uh, resistance base. Yeah. You think the dreadnought has any gravitational pull? Like, I'm just trying to find a reason those bombs worked. But yeah, I think that's exactly why it works. Okay, cool. Or magnets. Magnets. How do they work? <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be magnets because it's the biggest metal thing there and just whatever's the biggest they go to. I don't know. That's, that's a very interesting Can I question. talk about what I think Matt Smith is going to do? Yes, we'd like to hear <laughs> dreadnoughts. Are I was like, oh God, we're going down the rabbit hole. Okay. Um, um, that's what we're good at. Oh, I know. That's what this show is. Mm-hmm. Um, your rabbit hole. <laughs> Yeah, um, I thought it was a Disney show, but really I, it's about Bugs Bunny. Well, it is most likely not going to happen, but what I would like to see happen, there's always two. Snoke, Ooh, you Snoke is no be, more. You want to see him be a new non Sith Sith? Yep. Hmm. Do you see? Do you think That's we see a return to the Sith Jedi thing as we're moving forward? And we see a new generation of Sith and a new generation of Jedi, mainly because of what Ray took at the end of. Uh, yeah, potentially. I feel like Jedi. it's a rebirth of it. I don't feel like it's the exact. That's what I'm like, saying. New, yeah, it's a new generation. It's a new generation. It. It's, it's the postmodern Jedi or postmodern Sith. You bring a, a, a up a good point. They they usually work in opposites uh, for Star Wars, and the opposite of uh, Screen Leader Snoke would be a pristine, very evenly faced man. Can you imagine a very pretty Sith? I think that would be interesting. Hmm. I think it'd be terrifying. Yeah, that, because, it's worse. It's way worse. I mean, it, it's it's kind of going back to. Um, well, not really. But yeah, it's going back to the origins of the Palpatine. Yeah. Because he was a very polished diplomat. And there actually could be kind of a fun parallel to the prequels if we were to do something where you had a polished diplomat that happened to be a Sith that ends up being Kylo Ren's demise um, or something of that sort. Uh, I don't know. Like you could almost bookend the entire Star Wars with the beginning and the end of the Skywalkers happening because of a politician totally but i think he has to lose too but that's that's my when i heard it i was like that's well really we interesting don't idea. have a second right now so would he have a cape yes or robes i guess robes probably that's an interesting idea what do you think of that? i like that I, I i wasn't putting him anywhere near any force powers whatsoever but that can, that as soon as you mentioned that the thought of matt smith with uh 
dark force lightning is very, very well, What's the other guy? <laughs> well, what's, what's the other British guy that just added to the cast, too? Like, um, Stephen Fry. Please be Stephen Fry. No, Stephen this was Fry? someone announced a Stephen Fry. Ago. David Tennant? Oh, no. That would be universal crack in half. That would, that would not work. And he would have to be resistance. Just can you imagine? Well, what's all this? Just <laughs> super Scottish <laughs> everywhere. I'm asking like the crazy Harry Potter route. That could be kind of funny, too. Um, I'm just imagining them just all in one place. I just imagine that they took, you know, all the five actors that the BBC has that they <laughs> All five. Yep. Yeah. The and, they just, and they just put them all in a. Well, and this is an appropriate an time to mention that Stephen Thomas says that would be the single weirdest way for Disney to announce that they own the rights to Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, that'd be like, a great introduction. That would be like, so yes, good. Like, Richard <laughs> appears on screen. The guy, was, the guy I was thinking about was Richard E. Grant. Um, yeah. He was announced a couple weeks ago yes. uh, at, I think, Comic-Con uh, as joining the cast. Oh, yeah. Okay, I he's, he's kind of got a very... He actually kind of reminds me of um, Tarkin in the kind of look and feel. Got it. Um, so I don't know. But I could see him being Grand Moff kind of a role. Tarkin, correct? Okay, just want to make sure we got the fact on there. Correct. Show some respect. Moff. Well, he lost it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, does this, how do you feel about this casting? I think everybody loves this idea. It's going to be so good. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, Star Wars actually announcing this and uh, not just being right. But yeah. I'm pretty sure it's good. Um, this last week, Bob Iger released a few details about the Disney streaming service, potentially maybe even a name. Um, he said a Disney play, and to me, the way he said it was so weird that it almost felt like maybe he was saying it as a noun, like this is the name of it. Um, like, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what plays out with that. But um, he did say it will be cheaper than Netflix. Mm-hmm. And which I enjoy. And it's also reasonable for the type of content they're putting out there. Right. Um, so first off, do you think you're gonna get this Disney play? And second off, do you think it's going to compete um, effectively with Netflix, Hulu, all of these other the things? Isn't right word. It's just you it's think such... it's gonna obliterate? No, no, no. Okay. It's, no, it's a niche. Yeah, so it's, it's Netflix is not the people who are gonna get Disney are going to also have Netflix and Hulu. They're not going to drop one for the other. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be an addition for people who want Disney content. Um, I'm certainly going to get it mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of that stuff is stuff that I want to watch, but it's not going to be anything because I enjoy the original programming that Netflix comes out with. Um, I enjoy the selection and recent stuff that Hulu puts up there. I don't mm-hmm. actually have television, so it's the only way I can see things. So Disney's not offering that kind of stuff on their service. It's a different type of thing that a select market will be interested in getting. So do you think um, so you think it's just gonna be another edition and instead of buying a big cable package, they're hoping this will be one of many streaming services they purchase? Mm-hmm. I mean that's seems to be the way most folks are going. Uh, if if television is completely dropped as a viable option, uh, which is happening more and more, you can assume that you you need to Rather than selling your channel as a part of a large television package, you need to sell your streaming service as part of, of the revenue that a person would have as their streaming options. I was going to say it's similar to the Disney Channel. Like, no one's dropping VH1 because suddenly they have the Disney Channel. You're going to keep both things because you enjoy programming on different things and you like the selection on different things. But it's not like suddenly all you're going to watch is the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. You still enjoy the programming and other things because they don't have the office on um, the Disney streaming service. Mm-hmm. So how much do I bet Disney corporate thinks they're going to be in competition in Netflix? Oh, definitely. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna go for the jugular on this. I'm uh, sure they're gonna try to underprice them. They're gonna try to create as many new shows and movies as they can. So they need to they're do streaming service originals. They're gonna pull in a Didn't lot I... of Fox into Hulu, I think, and build that. I thought up. we were seeing a lot of not not new content. No, there's five new shows already announced for okay, so, but streaming I... and two okay. movies, I believe. Maybe I I, I agree think with the what trick Katie is. Said. I think on the flip side. Netflix is investing a ton of money into its own movie system, and and, oh, I think, totally. and they have a lot more freedom to get away with things that Disney would never do. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, but um, they come out with originals every day. It feels like pretty much. But I, I think Disney's going to try to go for it. between. I think it's going to be a two pronged approach between Hulu and Netflix, or Hulu and the Disney streaming service. Mm-hmm. It's going to take on Netflix and Amazon. Is my hunch, and and. I would not be surprised at all if there's a package deal between Hulu and Disney Play or whatever at have, some yeah. point. Mm-hmm. And that was where, like, Hulu really isn't a huge competition to Netflix right now. No. Um, it's fun, but it's not. But I can tell you why Netflix will not go down. Uh, I don't think they're going to go down. No, but even, like, it won't become a competition. It'll just be supplemental. And the simple reason, in my mind, uh, and best example, is the type of stand-up comedy Netflix is putting up. I thought you were going to say Chef's Table. Uh, I mean, something like that's great for something else. But if you watch uh, stuff on Netflix like uh, Nanette, which is gorgeous, it's a a very strange stand-up special that not only would Disney never put up, but no other type of service would ever put up something like that. Yeah. Um, And that's that's why Netflix is going to be fine. And why Disney is also going to be fine. It's their niche. Exactly. And that's really what it comes back down to is the Disney people are going to get it. It's it's a Disney niche. It's going to give them a place where they don't have to have all their DVDs. They don't have to change it out from Moana to Pixar to whatever. Like, they can just have it all in one place. And if they feel like popping in a nostalgic that they don't have, they can watch it there. So what happens when Apple streaming service arrives? I also won't use it the same way I don't use their music. Okay. Yeah. I And I, we keep throwing around the word niche, but I think that's... A, very good example of the way the market's heading right now. I don't think any of these mega corporations are any longer capturing a majority. They've learned to capture their audience. Um, so Apple, you think it's gonna be just like movies, like going to the movies. Kind of. Go Apple's to going to be just fine when they come out because there is a dedicated segment of the population that would die for the brand. That's our producer. Yeah. To put, um, to try and <laughs> compare, I think the Apple streaming service would do about as well as the Prime streaming service. That's a good comparison. It wouldn't okay. do yeah. terrible, but it would never be the it's Netflix. It's going to use the synergism that it already has. Yes. This. Okay. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I'll be curious. I mean, we really can't say anything until we see what they're offering and how. And um, I will be curious to see how it plays out. Definitely. I think it's going to dramatically change the landscape of streaming. It's going to be interesting. Um, and, and I think we're going to see all the big players adapting some way. And I think some of the smaller players are going to have to get creative because um, it seems to me when you've got a Netflix and a Disney and then you've got CBS kind of off the side, at some point people are going to be like, well, I can get these two and I don't need anything else. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, Netflix, HBO, uh, Amazon, a few of those. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move over to Walt Disney World. The digital key feature is being expanded mm-hmm. to cover all of the, um, the resorts and that means you'll be able to open your hotel room with your phone and my question with this is is a phone and an app easier than a magic band so the thing the thing with this is i don't know 
because yes, you can unlock it with your magic band. Mm -hmm. But say we're going to be going to Florida in October with someone who likes to work out very early in the morning. Mm -hmm. She's not going to wear her magic band down to the gym. So if she just took her phone and then just use that instead of having to wear a magic band down to the gym and like remembering her magic band, she can just use her app instead. Oh, that's a good point. Well, I'll say this to this point. Um, going on vacation and having a special item which allows you to get access to things is a wonderful novel. However, it's new and just li as likely we've forgotten. I'm never out of five feet of my phone. Well, and I, I think Tyler has a good point. He just, uh, mind to me, is if we can use our watches. Yeah, then you're done. Then you got it. it. Yeah. Like, I'm sold on this completely. Because yeah. that, I mean, I tried that the last time we were there. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's an Apple Watch. Oh, yeah. Is the favorite Go. ever from a Disneyland or Dis Walt Disney World cast member? Security cast member. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah. Hey, you know what? <laughs> we rely on our Apple Watches, right, Tyler? We love our Apple Watches. Um, <laughs> so I actually think you got that's the best argument sure. I've heard for that, and uh, that makes a lot of sense as uh, as we move forward. Um, do you think we will ever get anything like that? over here at Disneyland. I hope so. If there's a third hotel. <laughs> you mean fourth? A fourth? Fourth hotel. And the reason <laughs> I, I, like, oh, I say that uh, is, well, there's a motel. But <clears throat> um, the reason I, I say that is uh, the the centralized location they have for the proposed hotel that's in limbo at the moment uh, would connect the resort in such a way that it would make it valuable to have that kind of access. Okay. Uh, the hotels are a bit more scattered right now. Uh, it, I mean, they're all close, but there's there's not that all connected on property feel that I think the hotel would actually bring. Um, there is been, a, or there has been a development in that story. We haven't run it yet because there's nothing officially to announce, but Earl of Sandwich. Rumors. No, this is actually, Rumors. part of this is true. Uh, Earl of Sandwich has posted job listings for the downtown Disney uh building or a location are they gonna do a pop-up uh, no no like we don't know anything other than earl of sandwich is hiring for the downtown disney location the facade's still there uh, yeah how about the interior i don't know if this is long-term short-term downtown disney has not made any announcement all we know is earl of sandwich is hiring we've just been watching linkedin so uh that's <laughs> all we do every day for this hotel thing but um that's true and so you didn't know what linkedin then i was like but you know it's it's kind of an interesting development in this this whole saga of, of downtown west downtown disney um the thing i'm most disappointed about this whole thing though is the new monorail station that i was looking forward to because i have very fond memories of getting on the monorail as a kid at the disneyland hotel that was like one of the coolest things and i just would have liked to recreate that but um yeah. I just would have liked that, but it's whatever. So thoughts on potential Earl of Sandwich returning just is food. Why not? I mean the 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 cost of hiring a full staff, even if a skeleton staff, must be greatly uh, covered by the amount of money they think they would make in a couple of months reopening. Yeah, well, especially if they're the only one. Yeah, that, that's a, that, that's a very interesting tactic. I mean, they've got the food trucks out right now, mm -hmm. uh, and my wonder is if they come back. Well, is and that, the stage is back too. Yes, but if they yeah. if they come back, okay. is that uh, an allowance by Disney because they don't necessarily like having the outside vendors uh, in the form of food trucks there? Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of variables, and even though it's quality food and some very good vendors out there, 
um, it is a lot more variables and they can control it better. And I'm well, even from a safety of trucks yeah. driving around downtown Disney. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, okay. Um, well, we'll keep up on that story. And if something actually is official, we'll put it on the site and uh, get more details on that. But for now, all we know is they're hiring. So they might just be hiring to train people for the Long Beach location for all we know. I don't know. Set up a test kitchen in downtown Disney? Yeah, they're like, much. listen, you won't have to deal with customers we're here. We're going to train you how to make them here so you can go over to Long Beach and do the real thing. I don't know. Uh, probably yes, not. But, that's uh, totally it. I think we're running out of time tonight, huh? Oh, great. You should go to thegeekscorner.com where you can watch all the videos about us yelling about things. You should also go to napsmagic.com. You can check out all the Disney and geek news as it happens. <laughs> and you can subscribe to our mailing list. And I'll subscribe to our Patreon. You can support videos like this. And thankfully, we have a new microphone that we were able to uh, jury rig for this we episode. Have an iPhone. But also um, subscribe to this channel because we'd love to uh, keep connecting with you and... Uh, sending you more crazy content. Uh, but that is all the time we have for you this week. So we will see you around the corner. Bye.